It's with privilege that I read God's word to his people. Today's sermon text is Hebrews chapter 1, verses 1 through 4, and it reads, Long ago, at many times and in many ways, God spoke to our fathers by the prophets. But in these last days, he has spoken to us by his son, whom he appointed the heir of all things and through whom also he created the world. He is the radiance of the glory of God and the exact imprint of his nature. And he upholds the universe by the word of his power. After making purification for sins, he sat down at the right hand of the majesty on high, having become as much superior to angels as the name he has inherited is more excellent than theirs. This is the word of the Lord. Thank you. Thank you, Charlotte. I'm Howard Brown, the pastor here at Christ Central. Good morning to you, especially those who are visiting with us today. Um, And uh, we begin our sermon series through the book of Hebrews today. And uh, as I begin to study it, let me let you know, this is a pretty thick one. This this ain't no joke. So (laughs) why did I decide to do this? Um, So... We're going to take time on this book. We might even have to back up off it and put the book down for a minute and take a Christmas break and then come back to it in January. We're going to take our time more than we do with other books. Um, But I promise to give you all I can give and find for us that God has spoken in this book. Before we get started and get in good, let's pray. Heavenly Father, we thank you for your good eyes to your word by your Holy Spirit, do in us what only you can do as we go through this passage together. You are a good God, and you illuminate things that we can't see apart from you. Help it to change us. Help it to save us from our own way of thinking. Sanctify us through its truth. This we pray in Jesus' name. Amen. This book has some mystery to it, I must admit. We don't know exactly who wrote it, even though there are lots of, you know, people prognosticating that this person did it, and you can tell by their language and this and that, but the book itself doesn't say written by or even necessarily written to. So not only do we not know who wrote it, we are not sure to whom it is written. Though as we research it the way it was written and leads us to believe that it was going possibly and most possibly to a group of believers, probably with a lot of Jewish heritage or a group of believers or a church that had a large group in it of Jewish believers who were tempted apparently to walk away from the faith, to walk away from Christianity and possibly go back to being super religious and ritualistic Jews, to find a more spiritual way of living, right? To to find a more, you know, liturgical way of living outside of this Christianity thing. And we should all be able to understand that. We should all understand 
no matter how long we've been walking with Christ, the temptations to sort of lower our expectations of, of who and what we thought Jesus would be. It is, it is in all of us, right? Whether we've been, again, a Christian for a long time or just investigating the faith, to be disappointed in our walk with the Lord or disappointed with, with, with what we thought we knew about Jesus when things get tough. It is tempting to leave Christianity behind and, and just tempted to leave it alone because it ain't all of that and it ain't worth all of that sometimes. The writer of Hebrews wants you and, and, and me and like he did those back then, whoever they were, to know and recognize that guess what? The gospel is the real deal supreme, right? And with Jesus as its Lord, it is all of that and then some. And for us and the crew receiving this letter, the writer of Hebrews decides that it is best and most important for us to be reintroduced, some of us, to the gospel product, right? By reintroducing the one who is the franchise of the God organization, the Lord Jesus Christ. The one we could, could say who has been tagged, right? As the player who God has chosen to run and build his redemptive game plan around and through. And as the franchise, Jesus is the spokesperson, the brand, and the owner of the God organization. The spokesperson, the brand, and the owner of the God organization. Football season is back. I feel whole again. I don't like no baseball, y'all. I like going to the baseball games, but watching it, boring. Sorry, just for me. And the other day I was leaving the, the grocery store with Kelly, and I was picking up some snacks for the game, and I was like, thank you. I did a time of worship in the parking lot. Because football's back. And yes, all right, y'all can relax. We'll try to get the Panther game on the screen out there in the lobby area during the potluck when you're supposed to be fellowshipping with your brothers and sisters in the Lord. But along with the game itself, you know what else is back? All of those commercials during the game. Mainly their beer, commercials, food, insurance, automobiles, and other sports products. And some of those commercials have chosen to have spokespersons like flow for progressive, right? Like the gecko for Geico. Had to make sure I said that right. And as many of us might refer to him, that black guy who played president on 24 <laughs> with the deep voice, now the Allstate guy whose voice is enough to hear, and you know it's Allstate, right? And now Volkswagen is trying to use those three dirty old women, right? And, and, the, the, and then the, the perky, happy redhead for Wendy's. But most companies have a spokesperson that we have come to trust and identify, to ease our unbelief with comedy or absurdity or, or like the voice of granddaddy or authority or the comfort of an, of an innocent, welcoming smile. The spokesperson comes to make us suspend our fears and give in and trust and hope 
into what they, in, into what they are selling by being the voice and giving us the right details. The Bible says this in verse 1 of our passage today. It says, long ago and many times and in many ways, God spoke to our fathers by the prophets. But in these last days, he has spoken to us by his son. I'm going to stop right there. Now, and, and this is what it means. That in times past, God had all sorts of spokespeople for the God product, for the gospel. Some pretty good ones that were the biblical version of flow. And Dennis Haysbert, right? That's the black guy from All States, real name. But he used dudes in the Bible like Moses and Ezekiel. Now with that name, you know you, you, you must be speaking for God. And then King David and all of those people, they were selling and talking about the real goods. And they did a good God-breathed job emceeing his productions. But the Bible is telling us that the Godhead pulled an easy on us. Founder of NWA's label raps on the album, right? They did a Steve Jobs, CEO of Apple, right? He's in the commercial. He went August Adolphus Bush IV of Anheuser-Busch selling beer to us. The Bible is saying God got happy and went producer-songwriter Pharrell Williams on us. Y'all get it. Come on and laugh. <laughs> By sending not another spokesperson but in Jesus, right, divine executive became artist and CEO became salesperson and divine songwriter became the voice. That means that Jesus is the one that have to have the last word, the final pitch, the bottom line, to have the final word, right, to be the late night show before you and I go on our eternal good night everlasting, pray the Lord your soul to keep nap. Jesus' word is final. Jesus is the, right? That means he is the, not a, but the spokesperson of the God organization, which means you and I, when we read the Bible, we don't take Moses's or Paul's or Peter's or Daniel's and all the other cats who wrote the Bible and their stuff now preach through me. We don't take it for their sake only. The Bible writers were the opening and closing act for the main act. And if Jesus has unwritten it or underspoken them, they are cool with him. And if they are cool with him, you and I can get it, can't get it on any higher authority than straight from the mouth of a divine partner sent down from the God front office. This Bible, the word is authoritative because Jesus said so. And as much as the spokespersons, right, in our commercial ad-heavy world, invoke a feeling of trust and strength and ease and comfort and hope that we can trust what they're saying about the product. Let me ask you something. How much more should we, when God himself comes to tell us what is what and what and who should be believed, for us to then believe it? and follow it, and buy into it with all we are and all we have. The Lord Jesus 
himself, God come in the flesh, actually spoke to us. One of my favorite and obviously favorite movies of a lot of people, considering how much they have replayed it on the USA Network, or BET, is Coming to America. You know, I could never get enough Coming to America. And it doesn't matter where I pick up watching it. I'm right in on it. Ain't y'all? Like, it don't matter what scene. I'm going to sit there. I'm, and I say to myself, I'm not watching this thing again. 30 minutes later, still there. But for those who don't know, Coming to America is starring Eddie Murphy and Arsenio Hall. Yeah, he used to act back in the day. Uh, you know, it's about the prince and heir of Zamunda, right? Coming to America to find his true love. But y'all remember the fast food joint in the movie that was in the ghetto of a, of a New York borough, right? Right? Like, remember the name of it? McDowell's. Yeah, not McDonald's. And Mr. McDowell in the movie goes on to explain that McDonald's franchise should stop bothering him about stealing their brand. He explains. They are McDonald's. I am McDowell's. That they have the golden arches. He has the golden arcs. Right? That they have the Big Mac. But he has the Big Mick. He goes on to say that their Big Mac has two all beef patties, onion special sauce, lettuce cheese, all on a sesame seed bun. But his bun, he ain't got no seeds. Right? And as you look at it, you realize that Homeboy is running a renegade, fake behind version of McDonald's. It's just there. He is getting all the visual and taste like kudos of the franchise, but he is not the franchise. As a matter of fact, I was studying franchises, and to become a franchise is serious business. You have to, it means you have to be trained and regulated and contracted and signed up and buy into and then represent, get this, the exact brand of the company and organization. Like McDowell's did. You can't bend the arches and call them arts and leave sesame seeds off the bun and wear a different uniform or serve breakfast when you want. You know why people get excited when they see McDonald's in a European country? Because you know that when you see those golden arches that you're going to get a Big Mac with a sesame seed bun. It is the brand. With the brand, when you see the logo, you can expect to get all that the company promises under and behind the banner of that logo. Look at verse 1 again, and then look back, look at verse 3 especially. This is long ago at times, at many times, and in many ways, God spoke to, to our fathers by the prophets. But in these last days, he's spoken to us by a son whom he appointed the heir of all things, through whom also he created the world. And it says this in verse 3. He is the radiance of the glory of God. And get this, the exact image of his nature. And he upholds the universe by the word of his power after making purifications of for since he sat down at the right hand of the majesty on high. You know what it means? That Jesus is the heir of all, all things? 
It means Jesus, God come in the flesh, who historically lived, lived, had the full rights and authority of the God franchise to bring and restore the real thing, the real God franchise blessings to us. And when he became the imprint of God, as verse 3 says, it means that he was the pressed out, literally pressed like an imprint, like a branded mold. He was the exact representation of who God was. So that when we experience and have Jesus in our world and lives that we experience, what does verse 3 say? The very nature of God. That through Christ, we experience the very culture of the God organization. We experience the very story and heritage and flavor of the true one and only God. And everything else spiritually or godly outside of Jesus or that doesn't point to Christ is a McDowell's of the faith and not the true God and true God ministry. I read a pretty interesting article online at ESPN.com. And this guy was rating the NBA franchise logos. Real interesting. And he went through the history of them. And he ranked them not only according to how cool they looked, but according to how well they represented the city and the brand and the sport and presented the nature of their team and how easy it was to see and understand what their message was. And the best ones. The top five or so haven't changed in years. All right, Terrence, the Lakers. Wells, the 76ers. The Knicks. Wish I'd say yeah for Jesus sometimes. No. <laughs> the Boston Celtics and the Bulls. Right? And he said they are almost perfect representations of who and what they were all about. The Bible is saying Jesus is the perfect representation of what God is about. And it can't and it won't change because it is franchise and organizational perfection in Christ. That when you saw and see Jesus and saw and see and, and hear about what he did, you Observe God at work the best you could possibly get ever in your life or any life to ever live. A lot of controversy has come out after the release of Straight Outta Compton movie. Right over Dr. Dre's false and incomplete portrayal of himself. Apparently he was physically and emotionally abusive womanizer. And the movie left that part out. And one of the women whom he abused said during the interview that that movie was not a true biography of Dre's life. That was a biography of Ice Cube's life and Ice Cube's portrayal of him. Because no man with any truth or integrity in describing who he really was could or should have forgotten this. And it became really a problem right? It wasn't a problem when she was just saying it. It really became a problem and controversial when the Apple Corporation bought and brought Dre into the executive circle by purchasing his, purchasing his Beats company for $3 billion. And now it was a question about Apple. Yeah, that clean product. 
that store with the all, all whitewashed stuff, right? They don't do no wrong. You just brought this person into the circle. And, and, and people wanted to know about the Apple and the Apple brand. Is this the nature and culture of Apple? Does Apple represent oppression, oppression and denial of women's rights to be treated fairly? And Dre through Apple, and then Apple through Dre, had to make a statement about why he was okay to be Apple. Boy, these people are tripping, ain't it? Unlike Dre, Jesus wasn't brought or bought into the Godhead with some sort of curious alter ego or some sort of parallel agenda. Let me tell you something. The Bible says in verse 2 that he created the world. What does that mean? He was there from the beginning. Jesus didn't have to buy into the Godhead. He didn't have to be brought into the Godhead. He didn't have to be explained into the Godhead. And we don't have to make apology for what he said and what he did and say, oh, well, this is the God of the Old Testament and here is Jesus and these New Testament guys. We, Jesus owes no apology because guess what? If he created the world, then he was in the beginning part of the Godhead and he was divine and he was God. And what does that mean? We are not missing anything God has for us. The Christianity laid down through Jesus and by Jesus, right? We are not missing any part of the gospel story if we have him. That all that Jesus gives you in the way of salvation and hope and power, let me tell you, it is not second-rate spirituality. You can be sure that if you have Jesus and come to him and seek the Jesus of the Bible, you are getting all God has to offer. So many of us, even some of you Christians or so-called Christians or churchgoers, you're looking for God. You're looking for some sort of godly answer. You're looking to add to it or take away from it in some way, right? It's got to be Jesus and something else to actually reach the spiritual heights that you, in your mind, you may not say it, is God, right? Like, like godliness and, and, and that you're looking for it through Islam and, and, and Buddhism and, and materialism and science. And guess what? And just being happy. And having your life work out. Let me tell you, that is the, 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 what Jesus gives you in the way of salvation, you know, is, is not what we're looking for. You're looking for all that other stuff. And yet what we are doing is we are missing out because we have camped our faith on a bootleg, right? A falsified version of God and spirituality. Yeah, I admit there are some neat things about Hinduism and meditation and all of that stuff or even believing, guess what? It don't matter who the spokesperson or brand is. All roads lead to God. Yeah, we like to say that to give ourselves comfort. God himself has come. You don't have to worry if all roads lead to God. God himself, the exact 
representation and, 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 and ministry of everything you are looking for, whether you're willing to own up to it or not, is found in Jesus Christ. You and I, we don't have to settle for an unclear. Come on, y'all. Y'all bought seven videos from the barbershop. Maybe that's my cultural experience. <laughs> Go to a barbershop right now. You stay long enough. Some dude's going to come in with a black duffel bag. You know what he's going to be selling? Superman versus Batman part three. Y'all seen that new Superman versus Batman part three? It ain't released for another three years. I got it for you. Some of y'all went to the movie last night. That movie y'all saw last night? Trust me, dude with the black duffel bag, he got it. Now in the middle of the movie, you might see somebody's head pop up, but you can see it. Might be a little gritty, you can get it. Some words may pop across. For use only in movie theaters and by production teams, this is not permitted to be played in your own. All right. Jesus is saying, God has sent Jesus so we don't have to watch the fake version and we don't have to do things that are unlawful and unclear. He is the exact representation and salvation and what's right for your humanity right now. You don't have to look any further. But not only, not only is he the brand of God, Jesus is the owner of the God brand. The Bible teaches that God is one God, three persons, that, that God the Father, God the Son, and God the Holy Spirit in oneness are owners of the God product. They have that divine stuff that they alone are and own, and that Jesus as an owner of the God organization is not only the founder of redemption on earth, but the foundation of redemption on earth. Hear me now. Now, some of you, I talk about it enough. Some of you may know that my father is proprietor and operator of Gullah Tours of Charleston. But not only that, he is the founder of Gullah Tours, which means that Gullah Tours of Charleston serves all that come to the city to hear the history of Charleston, to come to follow, right? To hear from, to have their views shaped, right? And, and not only by a man who was born and raised into the city, but who shaped and worked hard and sacrificed and suffered sometimes to give you on that tour what you would miss without him. Let me let you know. There is nothing like going on a tour and being guided by a person like my dad who is true to his native land. What if you went on a tour? Let me tell you what I know about Charleston. Where are you from? Well, I'm from New York, but I studied. You don't want that tour guide. You can get a book and do it for yourself. They got to like take a tour yourself books. Right? The Bible is saying you don't need to take yourself, take a tour yourself book, right? But, but you don't want that. There is nothing like having somebody who is native to the thing, part of the thing, and has built out of its sordid background like he did of slavery and racism and greed and pride, a redemptive story and product and experience and company. It doesn't get any more authentic than that. And let me tell you, people flock and have flocked to hear this country boy from Charleston tell the 
the story and lead them in it. Look with me at verse 3. It says, Jesus is the radiance of the glory of God in the exact imprint of his nature of his nature, and he upholds the universe by the word of his power. And it says this, after making purification for sins, he sat down at the right hand of the majesty on high. What is this verse saying? Jesus is the founder, proprietor, and operator of God's redemption and salvation for all of humankind. And no, hear me now, because y'all got a lot of God experiences going on. You got some over here, got some over there, split, you know, split personality kind of God stuff happening, a spiritual life going on. What he is saying is this, no God experience gets more real and authentic than having God himself leave heaven. Be born into our sordidness and brokenness to suffer like us and for us in our place. And it says in verse 3 that he made purification of sins. It meant like my dad, the Tory guy, he lived as one mistreated by sins. So that by grace, you and I can ride and be guided to a true eye and heart opening relationship with God that we couldn't truly get unless he had suffered and died for our sins. Now that is a savior you can trust to be the real deal. Because he not only came up with the plan or the story or the direction book about salvation, hoping we could work it out for ourselves. No, the Bible is saying he founded salvation. That he founded it, right? He made it. He built it out of his own body, redemption and salvation, by literally, hear me now, by literally putting a stake in the ground and three nails through his body. And then like a sign, right, like a logo, he allowed himself to be hoisted into the sky on it and crucified, and like the golden arches or any significant sign logo, what he said with his own body and what he built with his own life, it said God's love and forgiveness found here and that no one, no other God, no spiritual leader has ever been more authentic and more the real deal and more straight with it and more God for us and to us than God himself coming as Jesus who came as the franchise of your salvation. And the Bible is saying, let what Jesus has done and founded guide your life to salvation and change and hope and healing and rest and relief. He has done the work. Now walk on in the doors and arms of God and his love and his grace. And here is some good news. Once we've given our lives to him, he will not let us down. He will not let us go. Because he's not just the founder, he is the foundation of our faith. Look back at verse 2 again with me. It says, in the last days he has spoken to us by his son whom he appointed the ear of all things, through whom also he created the world. He's the radiance of the glory of God and the exact imprint of his nature. And he upholds the universe by the word of his power. 
Now listen to this. After making purification for sins, what did Jesus do? He sat down at the right hand of the majesty on high, having become as much superior to angels as the name he has inherited is more excellent than theirs. Now, this thing about being above the angels, we'll get more of that into next week. We get to the angel stuff next week. I can't get into that now. But let me tell you what this means for you investigating the faith. And what this means for those of us just holding on and hanging in there right now. Because things have gotten so hard to believe and deal with and hope in. Sometimes when you just hear it, it's just hard. It means that Jesus is not going to let the God product fail you. You have the best customer support you could ever get in him. And he will not let anything he has given and promised and accomplished to ever be marred or overtaken or beat down or run out of inventory for your particular problem or not be enough for the problems and bugs of sin and you that, that, that you face and feel and experience. This scripture is saying his grace is sufficient for your need. You know what is interesting about these uh, older, mainly older successful folks that have founded a successful organization, organization or brand? They all finished the work like Jesus did, who, okay, I'm simplifying it, but who retired from work as suffering savior of the world on earth about 33 years old, right? And then what they do is they set up a foundation, right? That they continue to fund and work and give and bless the world out of what they have earned and founded. And sometimes they give more than or equal to what they have made when they set up a foundation. You know, come on, man. It's good to have a dad like mine. I got to admit, he knows that I call him. I ain't got no money but what the kids need, right? He's like the founder of Gullitors, and you know that, but I, I, I know I will never be like him. I don't have the voice. I don't have that gullet tongue until I get home and relax for a little bit. I, I can't be the spokesperson for my own heritage. I don't have the brand. I'm not the exact representation of the gullet culture of the low country. I grew up in the suburbs. Yeah, we kind of grew up with the station wagon, the wood on the side, the dog in the big wheel, right? That's just my life on the cul-de-sac. Not in sacrifice and suffer to make it happen, but guess what? As his son, as his child, I will forever benefit from the foundation he has laid. And my children and their children's children, hopefully, when my money runs low because of my crazy misuse, when my children need something bigger and more than I can provide, Dad, I need these particular shoes for shoe game. You better call your granddaddy. Or, 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 or stuff for school and activities. Or when my wife needs something bigger at Christmas or a birthday. <laughs> Dad need to stop doing that, though. <laughs> Here, baby. Oh, this is nice. What did your dad send? <laughs> Whoa! Looking at me, shaking my head. Mm. My dad even be like, Kelly, can I see that engagement ring? Where is it now? It's sentimental, Dad. I bought it from Sears when I was struggling as a seminary student. It has a stronger story. Yeah, but it's pretty small. Step up your game, man. 
But that's what fathers do, right? Not humiliate you, but fathers. They, they, they love you. They care for you, right? And, and at birthday, right? You know you're going to get the best thing at Christmas when we couldn't pay for our own wedding. He was there. When life gets hard and I just need a place to go and even my kids' college. I, I mean, we, my covenant family, have a foundation built by, in large part by one man and founder. We have someone who gives and loves us and someone who will not withhold anything good that he has for us, but so do you. Jesus is the foundation of all God has for you and me. In him dwells the fullness of the Godhead bodily for your life, for your wrongs, for your shortcomings, for your broken promises to God, for the strength and power to keep going in your marriages, for the patience and power to pick up the broken pieces, for the fatherless and uncared for and family backgrounds that are all messed up, for a marriage where you should have done better, for kids that seem to need more and bigger than you can give, for a world that, is just, that just ain't right, and for an anxious and depressed and desperate heart where sometimes you don't know where to turn and what is up and what is down, the Bible is saying you have a foundation in the one who is the heir of all things, who upholds the universe by the word of his power, who saved your soul from hell and suffered for you and me, and now is watching and ruling, and giving blessings, and grace to you and me, and reigning over everything, and all things in your life. He is the owner, and king, and proprietor of all you need, or could ever need, regardless of what way your life is going right now. It is time to turn to him. What is Hebrew saying? And what am I saying? I can't get you, give you nothing better than what God has given in Christ Jesus. I ain't got nothing else, man. I don't know what you're looking for. God sent his son, the exact radiance of the divine God has come and revealed himself to us. What you're looking for? Salvation, he's got it. Hope, he's got it. A place to cry, you got it. A place just to fall apart and hope somebody else picks up the broken pieces, you got it. Godliness, righteousness, holiness, hope, uh, uh, an ending to my life that's better than the one I got right now. In Christ, you got it. He is the franchise. And hopefully through the book of Hebrews, it's going to stretch it out, right? It's going to explain a lot of what that means. Let us pray. Heavenly Father, we thank you that you didn't send us just old, any old representative. That you send us some bum bootleg spiritual thing from heaven. You send Jesus. Lord, I ask right now 
for those of us looking for something in all the wrong places, as the song says. We're just looking for it. We're hoping that something extra special drops out the sky. Books and seminars and Well, let's have a reasonable discussion about these spiritual things with these spiritual people. When, Lord, you've said it all, help us to trust you. Help us to turn to you. For those who don't know you, who are looking for God and everything God and spiritual for their good. Open their eyes right now, Lord. They can't see, but open their eyes, Lord. That if they accept Christ, God will come in. This we ask and we pray in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen.